Hi friend, did you know that Finder Flow TV is now available on Roku? That's right, simply open up your Roku device and search for Finder Flow TV and then you can download the channel and start watching right away. There's nature videos with peaceful music and new TV shows that are peaceful and awesome and positive and flowing. So go ahead and get it today. And now on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I am your host Winston Wittis and I am here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is Captain's Log, August 6th, 2022. Captain's Log, August 6th, 2022. It has been quite a while since I have recorded an episode it is 11.15 p.m. Central Standard Time, and I'm in the backyard, and I hope the light on my phone turns off because it's pretty bright. I'm going to actually do a quick test and see if I can turn that off and keep recording at the same time. I believe that I can, but I want to test it because I don't like the light on. It appears to keep working so i'm gonna turn that light off but first i'm going to do something now i'm going to mark this episode as explicit and i'm not going to necessarily talk about anything that's too crazy or explicit but i am going to be talking about alcohol and tobacco and i if you're recovering or if you're sober and you don't want anything to do with that, I totally understand. So I just want to give you a heads up. I will be talking about those kind of things this evening or during this episode. And if you're good and you don't mind me talking about those kind of things, then then you're here in the right place. But I just want to give a heads up. I'm not promoting it in any way, but I want to be honest and share my experiences. And those are going to be some of the topics discussed this evening. All right. So there we go. So first and foremost, I am out in the backyard on the back patio i had an ant crawling on me so i might not stay where i am but i'm underneath the patio but instead of sitting on the seats underneath the patio i'm on the edge so i can look up at the stars which is pretty magical and special and there is a crescent moon which i can kind of barely make out through the trees which is also pretty magical and special i'm talking quiet because it's late everyone's asleep I don't want to disturb my neighbors. I live in Texas, east of Dallas, about 45 minutes. And life is good. Life is really good. I'm very grateful to be here. There's a lot of good things I want to update you about and go through and experience. And podcasting is a way for me to do that. I'm basically talking to myself. I'm talking to you, but I'm also talking to myself and it's a good way for me to get out of my head a little bit, say things out loud, reflect, all that good stuff. So the first thing I'm going to do is I actually have my tobacco pipe here. And I'm going to light it using a lighter that I bought from Sean Dietrich. He's an artist that I met when I was promoting events back in San Diego through a fellow promoter, DJ, and music producer named Sugar S-H, no, S-C-H-U-G-A-R. His real name, I'll just keep it at that because that's how I knew him and know him. And real good guy and we 
he had created a production company called the Infusion Project, and we promoted events together for a number of years in San Diego, California, which was really a special time in my life. It was a lot of fun. We did events with live artists doing paintings and pictures. Or, uh, I think ants are crawling on me. I might have to go sit somewhere else. I can't tell if I'm just tripping out now or if that's really happening. Let's turn on the light. It appears I'm just tripping out. Okay, so I'm good. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to light light this tobacco pipe so i'm using a lighter that is special significant it's a sean dietrich lighter with uh, a woman that he he does he's i really like his style some of it's pretty dark i'll be honest but it's also real and i appreciate it and this particular lighter i, I really love it's a beautiful woman redhead with uh she's smoking a cigar after a battle and this particular series of paintings that he did was commissioned by a world war ii veteran and i just appreciate the significance of that especially this day and age and this time moment in time so i'm gonna go ahead and to zippo i'm gonna light that and uh puff on that while i speak to you so bear with me just a moment please moment of just silence or inflection here excuse me tobacco that i'm puffing on this evening is tobacco that i got oh gosh darn it and the light just went on and it's super bright but i can look and see if there's any ants make sure it's not on me but bob the dog just triggered the motion distance center light i don't like the light so much it's pretty bright there's sensitive eyes The tobacco is Cherry Mystique, and I got it in Old Town, San Diego. Uh, one of the last days I was there, I've lived in California my whole life. So I was recounting the story to some of my new friends out here in Texas, jiu-jitsu friends, the, one of the professors of Black Belt, who I train under on primarily Thursday nights. He does no-gi, and I love no-gi, which means uh, without the gi. <laughs> and... Uh, I like his style. He's we do stand up, which is nice. We do uh, takedowns and very wrestling oriented type stuff, but also submissions. So it's it's good stuff. I like it a lot. And we were talking about why didn't you know he didn't know us from California. And there was a couple guys that kind of overheard and people that kind of tuned in to listen to what I had to say about why why and how we ended up out here in Texas. And that I am from California. I've lived in California my whole life. I was born and raised in Los Angeles. The San Fernando Valley, Van Nuys, Sherman Oaks area, and um, then we lived in. I lived in uh, San Diego. Moved down there about thirteen, twelve, thirteen, I think, and then went to finish like half of eighth grade out there, and then send uh, high school, and then junior college for a couple of years, and then moved up to Northern California. Lived in Berkeley for a year. Lived in Oakland for a year, and then moved back down to San Diego because our family was out there. And so just I was kind of sharing that with them and that I've been out here in Texas now for about nine months, which is really crazy. It's flown by in some respects. In other respects, it's 
you know, I miss my family. My wife definitely misses our family. It's been really hard on her. The kids miss her family, but they've adop- adopted adapted really well. So that's good. That's important. We moved out here. Big part of the reason was for them, for just our own personal beliefs and how we could best serve them and protect them and to the best of our abilities. But it's hard when you're a kid, you know. But it's also wasn't so hard because it's kind of weird <laughs> situations going on in Southern California. I don't know how much you are aware of what's going on, particularly in San Diego and with the schools there in San Diego. Um, it's it's kind of unfathomable, especially living out here in Texas. It's it's we realize just how fortunate we are to be here. What a bubble we live in, and it wasn't by accident. We definitely moved out here for the purpose of getting away from what we were experiencing in Southern California and one of the things that I really appreciate and I know Elena really appreciates about us being out here is there's a lot of things um one of the things I wanted to touch on irrelevant but mm, the tobacco when before we left one of the special things moments Bradley and I had before we left or that's our oldest son he was uh nine or ten when we, ten when we left and um, I guess he probably just turned 10. So it's about a, let's see, yeah. It's coming up on a year that we've lived here, which is crazy. It, the time, the timelines are all crazy, you know, perception of time. For me, has always been a challenge. It's a, I've never been fully in sync with a uh, linear timeline, right? That's always been a challenge for me. My grandfather was always buying me watches growing up to help me get my head out of the clouds and into 3d linear time right and for some people that's like well of course right why what else is there and then for some of us it's like yeah we know exactly what you're talking about winston so the tobacco that i'm smoking we got i dragged my kid into yeah tobacco shop i'm not gonna lie says old town san diego it's very old timey and western it's like that's the real west the old west and that has a historic culture there and it was pretty cool we got to uh, see some metal workers doing some metal work and chat them up and learn some history that was really special and that was really cool learn how they do the wagon wheels and learned about the old covered wagons and this and that and then went to the tobacco shop and it's just got this old vibe and smell like the smell just sent, took me back like I don't know to a past life or what but it was just like it just hit me and it's like man and I had bought a tobacco pipe um some months before that because I had this just as felt very drawn to it and Elena's grandfather her opa was a uh, gypsy he was a musician he made his family him and his sons made pianos um they the uh, Furman and uh, then during World War II, they fled because they saw the writing on the wall. His, all of his brothers died in the Holocaust. He made it to, he survived because they knew he could play piano. So he played piano to survive in the camps. And then he ended up in a him and, I'm going to get to history. It's a little fuzzy, but I actually published a book. My mother-in-law, her, her, well, that was her father, 
and then her mother was Dutch, and she ended up they ended up in camps, Nazi camps, uh, but in Japan. So I don't know if you know much about that. Very few people do. I didn't know anything about that, and that's why I published a book about it because I thought it was pretty cool. And she survived, uh, but her, my mother-in-law's brother, he was born in concentration camp in Japan. And I don't, uh, you know, I if you listen to my show at all or know me at all, um, I'm a big fan of Japanese aesthetics and culture. I'm not an expert by any means, but I, I do appreciate the aspects I'm aware of. Um, and, you know, of course, like many cultures, they have dark spots, right? And uh, the camps there were not pleasant, right? And let's just leave it at that. And so... Um, but I, the tobacco I'm smoking reminds me of the day me and Bradley spent the day together. I was glad I took the day off work. You know, I'm somebody who's very dedicated to my work, my job, and it was it was good for me to take that day off and spend time with him, quality time. And I got a few different, three different flavors of tobacco while I was there, and I still am finishing those up now at the tail ends of them, and they're dried out a little bit. I managed to preserve them decently well, but they're a little bit dried. But I'm smoking one of them right now. <sighs> and it's just, uh, it brings me right back, you know. It's a powerful sensory reminder. And yet here we are, nine months later, and I'm still in Texas. You know, it's it's surreal on a lot of levels, but it's also, it is what it is. And when, before we left, I just... I we never I'd never been to this part of Texas. I've been to Dallas for work, but never like we didn't see our home before we bought it. We bought it sight unseen, and we moved out here sight unseen to a place we had never been. Is that crazy? It's kind of crazy, right? What must somebody be experiencing or going through to do something like that? One might ask, right? One might imagine scenarios and experiences and emotions and fears and hopes and dreams that could put someone in a position to leave everything they know their friends their family to a a beautiful home in southern california with a beautiful view and a hot tub which is a huge thing for me something i always wanted to have in in all the homes growing up we had uh hot tubs in different homes and i spent a lot of time as a kid just chilling in the in the jacuzzi in the hot tub and uh I knew that when I grew up, I, that was very important. High on my list, always on my dream boards is a sweet hot tub. And we had that. And it overlooked a beautiful, if you're familiar with La Mesa, California, San Diego, East County, San Diego. We had a beautiful view of Helix Mountain, which is has this big cross at the top. And it's a very scenic and beautiful lights at night. And, you know, gorgeous. We had that. And we left it why well i don't you know it's it's crazy friend there's so many levels to it so many levels and growing up in san diego growing up in southern california many of us myself i would say for sure and my wife and many of us that i know i think we thought that we were fairly open-minded and uh loving and accepting and then at a certain point in recent history that kind of changed where it's like oh people are open and loving and accepting as long as it's in alignment with their very specific belief system and that unfortunately we were not within that narrow 
spectrum of belief systems and it changed dynamics between friends and family and suddenly people weren't hearing what we were really saying anymore they had this idea about what we were saying that wasn't entirely accurate but we couldn't break through the noise or the clutter to have them really hear what we were experiencing and going through and it was very sad and heartbreaking heartbreaking really and truly heartbreaking and yet it's the it is this lifetime and this is the experience of many people at this time and you are not alone if you are experiencing this and it is not entirely unique because these patterns if you're i I recognize patterns uh, for better for worse and for me these patterns became evident pretty early on in this cycle of what i'm describing in a roundabout way (laughs) and the moon is gorgeous i can make it out through the leaves it's very bright and sparkly and freaking gorgeous and i can see a star from where i'm sitting two stars several stars or stars in the sky beautiful no real light pollution out here which is amazing and i really appreciate and no neighbors across the way looking in to my space from apartments across the way like i had in this house that now sells for probably that's now worth probably a million dollars in san diego that we left which is insane it's insane the inflation or recession but we don't use that word it's not a recession because we change because it's 1984 (laughs) and we can change the the meaning of things and suddenly we can change things based on the way we feel and reality is fluid um jp sears if you follow him or aware of him he's a fascinating person really respect and appreciate what he's been doing and i've seen him make a pretty amazing transition and be pretty open about it and i really respect and appreciate that and one of the projects i'm working on in the background here that i don't want to get too into because i don't want to be if you know in past uh updates or i used to call them updates but now i call them captain's logs I would sometimes tell you about things that I'm excited about or working on and then it would take me so much time to actually get it done and there would be this this gap or this delay and so I try not to do that too much but you know it's just I'm excited and it's like here's what's going on and I think I've already told you probably so I guess it's fine but I'll just yeah what the heck what the heck I try to keep it secret but I'm also excited, so I'm trying not to overhype it because I don't want to put that energy out there, but it's also, it is what it is. So um, let me take a sip of this drink. And what it is is, so I don't agree with everything. So cable's pretty much dead, right? Like it's still out there, but it's decrepit and old and like expensive and lame and pretty much most people or many people have discovered streaming type entertainment through their tv now youtube's awesome i love youtube i learn a lot of cool stuff on youtube my youngest he wakes up freaking early the kids up early and he watches what we call weird stuff on youtube but we you know we try to put a stop to it so we don't want him watching weird stuff on youtube like he watches he sings and we catch him and it's like dude what are you watching like and he's watching like you know people playing video games but it's like 
older people saying and they're saying things that are inappropriate for a little freaking five-year-old to watch so we're like dude you can't watch this stuff right but it's minecraft so it looks it looks like it's for kids but it's really not right so we're constantly trying to like monitor that situation but then he watches pretty educational cool stuff so we're, we're okay with that so it's like okay how do we get him the stuff that we feel safe with and one thing i felt very called to do is create that content or not me personally but to curate that content i'm an aggregator that's something i've been able to do successfully in different realms throughout my life and i recognize that pattern and i feel called to do that for video entertainment right and so i started so i saw this ad and i was like oh man it was about like okay have your own netflix type app right on tv and people watch a lot more tv than they do watch youtube youtube's huge it's hugely successful right and there's tons of people on it and yet people still generally watch way more television than they do youtube so it's like oh that's interesting i didn't you know i didn't know that and so i was like well how could i have my own uh netflix type of show or type of app and have my own shows on it that i could curate that would be positive and flowing and awesome and that i would feel safe like letting my kids watch bob's running off he must see a rabbit or squirrel or something over there and oh one night i was out here and i saw fireflies real fireflies i didn't know those were a real thing i thought that was only at disneyland with like the little light bulbs that flicker on and off on like pirates of the caribbean kind of thing and i saw them one night and it's just like did i just was that a real fire like wow so that's a real thing i haven't seen them in a, in a while now but i haven't been outside in a while this is one of the i was out the other night last night and it was really cool so our, our where we are is really quiet which is beautiful i appreciate the the quietness and the nature and it, it, there's seasons which we've heard before like oh there's you know four seasons in this place or that place but living in southern california it's like it yeah you can imagine what that is it's like oh they get snow how cool oh they get this how cool but it's like now that we live in a place where there's kind of more of a reality of four seasons it's like oh wow the the trees they actually lose their leaves oh who's gonna pick them up oh that's me i have to clean up those leaves oh i have to and now i mow my own lawn right like we in california southern california especially it's like it was always a drought so it's like it's cool to just let your lawn die like we are everybody's doing it right like if you have a green lawn like you're a jerk because you're wasting water so you just let that stuff die and maybe you have a patch in the back and like we had a gardener right so it's like i i stopped doing yard work years ago so now I'm, i've got this huge yard that's like three times the size probably way more than that actually easily way more than that probably like freaking easily five times ten times the size of the little lawn we had in san diego and it's beautiful i'm not complaining i freaking love it but it takes me a couple hours to do the yard work on the weekends right i haven't had to lately because it's been so hot and it hasn't rained that all the lawn is kind of dead now which i'm okay with because now i don't have to mow it plus it's too hot to mow but tomorrow i actually do have to mow it because the leaves are falling off now so what do we do about the leaves if i just let them be there they blow into my neighbor's yard and that's not cool plus i'm trying to build a mulch thing a uh what do you call it compost pile and so i'm gonna make the leaves i'm gonna just vacuum them up with the mower 
and add that to all the bio stuff that I've been saving up and try to turn that into mulch and get the gardening. I got the hydroponics and we're getting our seedlings going and some of them have died because I didn't transplant them, but that's the next mission. Like figure out how to transplant stuff. Grow food, friend. That's what I'm trying to say. Grow a victory garden. The food won the war in World War II. Okay? So it's important. It's really important. And I try not to preach on this. Dang it, Bob just triggered the freaking lights. Super bright. Come on, guy. Have a drink and okay. Hi Bob. Hi, mush face Bob. You big mushy face boy. Love you. So I finished my drinks just now. Light, light up this tobacco pipe. Bear with me, friend. Excuse me. So I've been drinking Grey Goose vodka. With a little splash of lemonade. And the tobacco is cherry mystique. And it's pretty nice out. It's warm out. It's beautiful, but it's not too hot. And I love my lighter. I look at the beautiful painting, the artwork on it. Makes me feel happy. Hi, Bob. Oh, my gosh. I got this mushy-faced dog here. He's such a beautiful friend. I love you so much, Bob. We had to put down our cat. 21 years, we had our cat, Bella. Rest in peace. I buried her in the back backyard. Elaine and I, when we were dating, when we moved back to San Diego, you know, this thing called a tamper i don't know how familiar you are with it but it's like to push down the ashes and the tobacco pipe to push it back and i'm and it really is tobacco i'm not being like coy with that or cool or whatever like i used to smoke herb all the time friend since i was 18 17 so just so we're on the same page i lived in california it was in my blood for real for real and I'm now nine months clean from that. And I'm proud of that. I am proud of that. I'm happy. People say it's not addictive. For me, it was very addictive. It was all or nothing. Okay. And I was very high functioning. So I got everything done. And it, I'm very less productive nowadays, to be honest. I learned from productive, very productive entrepreneurs how to live that vibe and so i'm not downplaying it at all uh if i had it if it was legal and it has been decriminalized at the federal level but at the state level i just don't want to mess with it i'm glad it's out of my system the first three weeks two to three weeks to get off of it for me i had it's a nightmare it's many nightmares weeks of (laughs) weeks of nightmares quite literally weeks of nightmares physical and mental and real nightmares at night waking up and having trouble sleeping first of all and then in and out of the body type nightmares 
sleep paralysis type nightmares, interdimensional type nightmares and challenges with all that. So the shift of moving physically out of the place I was in to a new place, not having it, get, getting rid of all of it, all the accessories and everything was kind of basically what I would have needed to just to do that, right? And it's very much my family, very much my bloodline and history and experience. And I would stay up all night doing it. It helped me to stay up all night and work all night and be productive in a sense. Uh, and honestly, I haven't been able to do that without it. So it is what it is. Uh, on the other hand, I sleep more, which is theoretically better for my physical health. And I'm more emotionally stable, according to Elena, which is good. And I do believe her. I feel like that's probably true because if I didn't have it, I was like I, I had to measure my time by my ability to know when I could and could not have it and be on it. And so that is a limiting factor. Fortunately, I had developed and created a life that enabled me to do it very efficiently and effectively so but now in this stage of life I'm glad to not have it and not be on it and I will probably ride this vibe for the foreseeable future I've I smoked or vaped I smoked for many years using water filtration and then when my mom passed away and I inherited some money from her. The first thing I did, I didn't spend much of the money. I didn't inherit a ton, but I inherited some. And I, my mom died of cancer. Self, I believe. I'm not. I'm not a doctor. Um, she believed, I should say, and that it was from having a cell phone attached to her head 24/7. She was always on the damn phone, and she had brain cancer on the side where she had her phone all the damn time. So make of that whatever you will. So I encourage you to not have a phone near you. Not that, again, that I'm any kind of expert. This is just purely theoretical free speech, which I believe in and that I support and I will fight and die for, friend, right? And partly of moving to Texas is that I believe other people here are much more open-minded and supportive of free speech and differing opinions than us in, in California who believe that we're so open and loving and friendly and i gotta tell my california friends like for me <laughs> having these last two and a half three years whatever however freaking long we're on this insane timeline of world uh whatever like texas is way more open and, and liberated in that sense and accepting and, and friendly than us Cali southern californians like for real and that's crazy and hard to comprehend. But it is. People here, yeah, it's a different vibe. And I dig it. And I'm thankful to be here. God bless Texas. God bless America. So, so I drank all my drink. I got, so we have a mini fridge, which is freaking cool it's out here on the back patio got some beers in it some ipas and since it's saturday night and i'm feeling pretty cool i might actually bust open a beer whoops sorry drop the microphone I'm trying to do too many things 
I don't have so normally I have my little uh so the texture of the the audio might be different because when I do the podcast for many many episodes I had a bluetooth microphone plugged into my head which I hated because I could feel the radiation coming off it but I did it anyway partly because for many for a number of years I was recording episodes while I was driving to and from work I was commuting and I recognized the risks and I did it anyway but I knew that it was temporary so I did it anyway and I was going to actually do it tonight but I hadn't charged my microphone because I haven't used it in a long time so I haven't podcasted in a long time but now I'm just holding the phone not close to me I'm using the microphone away from me so I don't know if the levels are good but I'm whispering because it's the middle of the night and I'm out here podcasting under the moonlight through the trees looking at the stars with some beautiful trees and we have these lights that are solar powered lights and we have this big fence in the back like a wrought iron I guess you could say wrought iron fence that I can see through and I can see you know stark so I can only see so much but there's these beautiful trees in the backyard which I freaking love freaking love it like I feel so blessed to be here because I really desperately needed to be near nature and we lived like I said in this beautiful part San Diego is beautiful right and at the same time like I didn't have nature and it was 45 minutes to get to like nature in a sense of Palomar Mountain for example or the beach which for a lot of people is great people love the beach I like the beach but there's just too many people like I can't I, I mean I used to surf I surfed for many years and it was great but as I got I don't know at some point like it stopped being great like I stopped enjoying it the the surfing itself was great but like everything that went along with it maybe I'm just old and cranky and Elena tells me that all the time like I'm a grumpy old man and I'm 42 or 43 I don't know exactly I don't want to do the math I freaking don't care anymore like I mean I am freaking old and cranky like I'm an old cranky man like I'll be honest friend I am like I'm and Elena makes fun of me because like I sit in the back pipe patio smoke my pipe and just be cranky so here we are we have this barn. We have a freaking barn in our backyard. Friend, like I'm looking at it right now from my back patio. It's this little barn. I got a freaking mower in there. I got like, got a freaking machete. I got an axe. Got a chainsaw. Like I have power tools. <laughs> got this big yard. Bob's running off to go chase some freaking rabbit or squirrel or who knows what. In the back backyard, I buried our cat of 21 years. When Elena and I moved back to San Diego we lived in this tiny little apartment my mom had like apartments were really hard to come by right so we're like my mom was helping us out to find us a place to move into because we were moving from from northern california back to san diego she found this place and um wait was that that place or was that the previous place i think it was that place no 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 it wasn't that place that was the second place we lived Okay, so we moved to this place in southern in San Diego on uh, the street next to the sports arena in San Diego. Or now it's called like I don't even know what it's called now, but basically it's like the sports arena, and we lived right by it. And in the, behind our little apartment, it's this little two bedroom apartment, was Target. 
and they used to get <laughs> you know how are we to know until you move in it's like you're already signing a lease right and it's like oh at 5 freaking a.m on saturday your day off when you're hoping to sleep in oh no they take deliveries and so this fr- the freaking trucks would back into the loading dock right behind us at 5 a.m on freaking the weekends to unload their stuff and like cause all this freaking like you know chaos in the backyard that we didn't have a backyard we had a back patio but it's like right behind our bedroom window so it was awesome so anyway we we had been we had a six-month lease we got married during that time we've been together for a few years by that point and so we just got married and we we're like okay we can't stay at this place this is too much and elena's mom was helping us get a condo and so we were moving out but before we moved oh, bob just triggered the freaking light again dang it bob so bright what mushy face bob i love you with your mushy face oh i got a nibble on his fuzzy ears right here he comes back over like when i complain he hears me complain he comes over to say sorry but the light's still right in my freaking eyes but he's so mushy and squishy i can't he's bob's a yellow lab he's a rescue bob he's a rescue bob he's a yellow german shepherd lab bob of a dog and he was deathly ill recently and we were you know the doctor's like you know you could spend this money and could just be thousands thousand dollars because we don't know what to do and we can't help him or you know he could have this one disease and that would be actually like the good thing because we can kind of treat that and so we're like oh here we go you know we'd spent thousands of dollars with our one of our other dogs and it's like we didn't want to go down that road again you know we're not a spot where we feel like we want to do that you know and uh and then and bella was good she she'd had kidney problems but we've been giving her her special kidney food which is freaking expensive and her special kidney medicine and she's overweight she was an overweight girl for a lot of years but oh but so before we moved from that condo it was like the last month that we were there and i was out in the back little patio and i hear this like these sounds i was like what the heck is that and i look behind the fence and it's like those fences where it's like there's six inches in between the fence you know there's like two fences back to back sandwich and there's like six inches in between i look down in there and there's all these kittens and this cat and i was like oh my gosh there's kittens and a cat living in our backyard and they looked like they're all meow meow you know they're all hungry and i was like oh my gosh so i don't remember how i got them out of there but somehow i managed to like persuade them all to come into our little and you know there was no pets allowed in our thing but i was like i can't let these little cats starve right so i managed to like get them all into our back little patio thing and so it was like six kittens and the the mama cat and elena one you know we're like oh we're feeding them and and then elena picked up one this one little cat and it bit the snot out of her finger like it bit her so hard and this is we talk about this like you know as a core memory <laughs> this little kitten bit her so freaking hard that it's like she could feel it's it was like quivering with all its might it bit the heck out of her finger and you know like touch the bone of her finger with its little needle sharp teeth and she screamed and flung the cat the kitten up into like the ceiling of our back patio and um 
it, it was fine, you know, it was fine, but it was just like she, she would, Elena was traumatized and it really hurt, of course, because it really hurts to have something like that happen. And we were able to find homes for all the kittens. We ended up keeping the mama cat that was Bella. We named Bella. And so that was 21 years ago. She So she'd already had a litter or possibly two because they didn't know exactly how old she was, the vet. But we kept her. We got her all vaxxed and all that. And uh, she's been our she's been our girl. She's been our kitten cat for the last 21 years. And we just put her down about two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. And I buried her in the back backyard. And so I was very sad. So I'm on silence for Bella. Thank you. So she was a really good cat. She was the sweetest, like, dang, Bob, at the freaking light, dude. Dang it. I need to figure out how to turn off that stupid light. I freaking hate it sometimes. Okay. So. Uh, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pause it. Oh, it's 11.55. So I might sit for like a half hour. So I'm going to go take a bathroom break. And then I'm going to grab myself a drink out of the mini fridge because it's freaking cool because I have a mini fridge. That's pretty next level in my opinion. And uh, we'll resume. So I'm going to pause it. It should only seem like a second to you, but I'm going to time travel. This is going to be freaking cool, okay? Are you ready for this, friend? First, I got to make sure we're still recording. I'm not just talking to myself. We're 40 minutes deep into this. Let's do it. All right, pause. And we're back. And so that was six minutes for me, maybe a split second for you. I've used the restroom. I've uh, poured myself a Sierra Nevada snow day IPA or something like that. And uh, packed myself a bowl of Dr. Charlie's tobacco. And that's this tobacco flavor for me is the quintessential. Like when I, oh, so Elena's Opa which is grandpa in a number of languages and for her grandpa he's uh oh he was a gypsy but he was from oh not russia mm. it'll come to me but it oh Oh, I almost had it. Because my great-grandpa might have also been from that area. And so that was kind of interesting. But anyway, I kind of felt a connection to him. But I also felt a connection to the, the Old West. I felt that for a number of... felt that for a long time. Like some kind of deep connection to that. And when we were in Old Town, and I, you know, I'd had this feeling... Like he smoked a pipe. Elena's Opa. And I kind of felt like his energy and... I felt the Old West energy, and then when I first went into the pipe, the tobacco shop there in Old Town, San Diego, they lit up tobacco, and uh, you know the the gentleman there smoking pipes, and it was just like man, I just felt that vibe so hard, just the Old West vibe and the smell, freaking took me there, and I was like, yep, I'm doing this. I popped myself a tobacco pipe, and 
you know, the gentleman let me smell the different tobaccos and the one that just freaking was like, dude, this is it. Like, it just hit me was this one called Dr. Charlie and it's this mix and I just finished it. This is the last bowl I have right here of that from San Diego and I'll probably reorder it soon. <sighs> but it's just like the quintessential pipe smoke smell for me. And I didn't even know that I liked that or had that until it happened and it just gets me there and then that also made me think of like the instantaneous mind flow trance that I got when I saw my dream car up close and personal for the first time and that car is a Chrysler 300C black and I'd had it on my dream board for years and when I finally was at the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to make the move. I'm going to get one. I saw one for sale. I went and saw it in person. Bradley was a little little dude. I think he was like four. And I had the money, and it was in my price range. And it had been this one had been totaled, but it, the dude was a flipper. You know, he flipped cars, fixed them up, and resold them. And this one was like freaking cherry from what I could tell. And... I saw it up close. I'd never really like looked up close, up close, and it was black and it had chrome wheels. And I was like, dude, this thing is freaking sick. And it has sparkle paint, sparkle black paint. And I didn't know it was sparkle black paint. So I'd never seen one up close. And the way the sun glistened off the freaking paint, it just instantly trance for me. It's just like deep, like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I have to have this car. And so traded in my station wagon. <laughs> my Ford station wagon, which I loved because I, I did a lot of gigs as a DJ, as a musician in that car. And I could, I transported one year. I had three gigs in the same night or yeah, like two gigs, but three different areas. So I had three different sound systems in my car, in my little station wagon and in the same night for this New Year's, two two different New Year's parties. It was freaking crazy. It was, but the amount of sound systems and equipment i was able to jam into that thing was pretty incredible and we got great gas mileage and i used to do music lessons all across san diego so i'd drive like 100 miles a day throughout the county just doing private music lessons and then i would do gigs on the weekends and then when i had the opportunity to get my dream car you know, I knew I wasn't going to be able to carry that much sound systems anymore, but I'd kind of whittled it down my routine and like what I was doing to, um, and I figured Elena, she saw I'd kind of like an SUV. So it's like, okay, if I got a big show and I need the big speakers, I can use her car. So I still have that car. Unfortunately, I've let the paint get freaking ruined by the California sun and so the hood's all jacked, but I just got a quote and it's affordable. So once... So in the next month or two, um, I'll be able to get that back up to cherry paint. I hope. I think the guy will do a good job. I trust him. He's legit dude, and it's affordable, and so I'm stoked because it's a beautiful car, and it's my dream car. And I'm, like I said, at early 40s, and I have my dream car. I don't need some beyond that fancy car. It drives clean, and it's quiet, which is important to me, and smooth. What more can I ask for? That's about it. So, I'm going to yeah. All right, all right. Oh, so the project, the TV, yeah, I'm on this mission where I invested 
in being able to produce TV channels for what's called connected TV, the Finder Flow TV. So if you go into Roku, I have a Finder Flow TV channel. It, I do not yet have it on Amazon because that's really expensive to produce that. And then there's other um, platforms such as Apple TV and the Google Play platform and then like Philips TV. There's like some other ones. Basically like those all – to get on each one of those costs money and then to maintain it costs money. And it's and it's like significant money, right? It's like thousands of dollars a month kind of thing like when you start adding all these in. And it's thousands of dollars to get it going and then thousands of dollars a month to maintain. So I've been really researching this and figuring out like how could I really do this and not put myself in a lot of stress. And I figured it out. But now I'm invested in it and now I got to fulfill like how do I pay this off, <laughs> right? And so that's where I'm at. And I've got this list of people that I'm going to reach out to because I don't want to make all the content myself. Nobody wants to just hear me all the time or see all my shows. And uh, I want cool entertainment from other people that are positive and experts in their own thing. That's the beauty of this. That's how I scale, right? So I've been building this list the last couple of days and getting my TV network put together and building find your flow rebuilding finderflow.com that's exciting that's been a new thing because i had to update all that and that of course costs money for well what what website builder am i using what's the framework what's the how do i optimize it and blah 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 blah, blah. so that's been a lot of time a lot of energy but i'm very excited it's looking pretty sweet pretty flowing oh the other big thing and this one this is something I've kept very under wraps for a number of reasons, but it's getting closer to where I can talk openly about it. Um, but I'm not 100% there, so I'm going to beat around the bush a bit. But I did have what would appear to be a decent victory in the realm of <sighs> well let's just say like with find your flow like the the epiphany of flow and flow states came to me 1999 new year's eve 2000 and i didn't have the phrase find your flow until later but when it came to me i pursued it aggressively even though i didn't have the money to do that and but i felt called by my higher power by the epiphany that i had by my inner intuition and all that good stuff to really like this is it this is this is the direction i'm going this is the next step and so i pursued it aggressively and with that it's been this dance of building without with promoting it to a degree but not promoting it to a degree where I would attract unwanted attention until I'm protected and until I can go full steam ahead because it's a pretty grand, large, lofty vision. And yet there are these three-dimensional earth realities of financial and legal 
situations which require careful navigation that I am in a way uniquely positioned to navigate and such that I have slowly rolled out what I'm doing to only those who are on the cutting edge of this consciousness and understanding, which is you, friend, if you are listening to this within any linear closeness to the production and publication of this particular episode. So again, this is August, I forgot the date, 6th, maybe 7th now, I guess, 2022. So the sooner you listen to this, the more cutting edge you are, in my perspective, of this level of flow and information of what I'm sharing. And in the future, I believe that more and more people will be listening to this and it will be looking back on the past of where I was before I was able to go full mainstream promotion of this. So I keep it low key, but I'm documenting it for the sake of those who are perhaps trying to gain or just for any number of reasons. Anybody that wants to go back and listen to past episodes, anybody who's listening from episode one all the way through people are just picking through different episodes whatever and being divinely guided to this episode at the right time for them or for you and then for those that are cutting edge and here now or soon within the time of me posting this there has been uh, recent victories in the protection of what i'm building and that's exciting. I'm not 100% of the way there. I have had a, what I might consider a setback um, in this realm as well. But with that, I can say it is what it is. And I'm forging forward. And and I'll drink to that. And I like IPA. And I went to Elaine and I went on a date. We went to go buy guns, actually. My goal today was to buy guns. And we got to the place and they were close. <laughs> so, but we found this cool little new town that we had never been to. And it was pretty quaint and cool. And so we bought some coffee at this place. I've never seen in like 20 years a place so reasonably priced to sell coffee. I got a cup of coffee like i guess i could maybe buy coffee this cheap at like a 7-eleven i don't know i don't buy coffee at 7-eleven but i bought a 12 ounce coffee for two dollars and 50 cents which for me was like really cool because there's a cute little coffee shop on this cute little strip of like neat little shops it was just this tiny little strip and um and then we went to this place called girlfriends which is this little boutique <laughs> salon boutique like you know purses and women knickknacks and whatnot right and you know I was there with Elena and so she was excited and the the lady and her daughter were you know it's part of their shop and it was very cute uh, it was really nice 
And the lady's like, oh, well, how'd she drag you out here and and all this? And I was like, ah, actually, I was trying to drag her out to buy some guns, and they were closed, so we we ended up here. We're drinking our coffee from this other place across the street where it was very reasonably priced, and it was just like, man, this is freaking cool. Um, what else? Oh, it's really nice and quiet. I can hear the crickets, the seasons, right? So it's warm right now. And there was there there was a time where there was like the fireflies and then there was a time where there's cicadas. Cicadas are these bugs, these insects maybe, and they like make this insane sound. And it took me weeks to figure out that it was cicadas. Like I was looking for the birds cuz there's beautiful birds out here too that were new to me like cardinals which i'd never seen in real life and they fly in our backyard and they're freaking gorgeous and they're so friendly and happy and beautiful and i was so excited to see them and you know i'm always on the lookout for them and then there's beautiful blue jays and there's like amazing hawks that fly through our backyard and there's a creek in our back behind our in like our back backyard and i call the back backyard the part outside of our back fence i can see it through the fence but it's not within the fence and then just the nature is amazing like the wind blows through these trees the wind here gets freaking scary though for us folk that are not accustomed to like weather you know other than 70 degrees consistent year round it's the wind scares me honestly like it's intense sometimes fortunately it's been mellow this time of year or now but um there's a little bit of breeze here and there right now so I'm listening to it go through the the leaves and I can hear a bird chirp here or there kind of thing and there's a little cricket in the background but the cicadas were like they make this crazy sound that sounds like there's a part the part at the end where they tail off that sounds like it's like static like it sounds electrical or like it's insane it's insane it's so freaking loud and I was like you can kind of pinpoint where they are in the tree and i've been like looking i was looking for him like where the heck is that bird like what the heck does this bird look like and i was trying trying to track him down for like weeks looking for these guys and then one day like ethan our youngest we were at gymnastics and i like tracked it down to this tree like we got there early and we're in the parking lot and like i know we look like freaking nuts because i'm like this california dude like looking up in the freaking trees with my kids and people are just like what's this guy doing like i gotta see this freaking bird like what's this guy look like what kind of bird is this that makes this insane sound and then ethan like finds this bug the shell of a bug it's like the ectoskeleton exoskeleton of this freaking insect and it's like dude it's an insect and so i look at it's like i finally have the idea like oh why not look it up on the internet like what kind of insect makes this freaking loud sound in northern texas it's like oh cicadas it's like, oh, that's what these are. These are freaking cicadas. So it's like they talk to each other through the trees. And so that was going on for like a month. And that was amazing because like, they just sound – like it sounds crazy. But after a while, it's just like, oh, it sounds beautiful. It's so cool. And so that – but then now they stopped. So now it's like pretty quiet except for me out here podcasting and hopefully nobody else can hear me. But I love it. I love it, friend. Like I like the changes – and, and we had a little bit of snow or hail or whatever in the winter when we moved out here. And that's apparent on oh, the light just kicked on freaking a. And uh, 
but it's really neat. And so now we're in the summer. They're saying it's in, unusually hot, and it has been crazy hot, like hundreds plus for weeks and weeks. And Elena has been making her pretty depressed because she can't go outside in this kind of heat, and she likes to walk and, excuse me, get the kids out of the house and all that. And, you know, that really makes her miss San Diego, and, you know, so that's been pretty tough. But, excuse me again. And then, uh, what time is it? 12.19. All right, August 7th, Sunday. So I'm definitely going to mow the lawn today when I wake up. And then and then what else is important? Yeah, the website update, finderflow.com. Check that out when you get a chance. I'm pretty excited. It's not done. It's not done, but hopefully I'll have it done soon. The TV show, that's not done either, but I'm going to start recruiting shows for that so if you are on roku if you have the fine if you can find the find flow app please uh, download it give it five stars i definitely appreciate oh i launched a book recently which is a first uh, book not in the find flow series it is called heart health or how to heal your heart naturally no how to heal heart disease naturally it's the name of it i did it with dr loy L-O-Y. So that was pretty cool. Stoked on that. And what else? Oh, there was a party next door last night when I was out here. And that was kind of cool because it was like the noisiest thing that had been going on. And although it was loud and crazy, it was like, it sounded like maybe two couples, maybe three couples. <laughs> and they were like, just, they had this, they must have been like watching TV or a movie, I think, outside and blasting it it's like they sound drunk as heck and just having fun you know and it was it was actually pretty cool like as much as i love the silence and i love the nature i really enjoy the nature and the animals i like hearing the raccoons crawl around back there and the squirrels or the the birds and the cicadas or whatever it was cool to hear like some young people just freaking being reckless and partying like it made me feel old <laughs> because <laughs> it's like ah i remember back in the day when i used to do that like i started thinking about all the different or some of the different you know experiences i had growing up and partying and like partying at some of our friends houses and when there's girls there and before you know i had a girlfriend and like all you know just different experiences man and the other night jujitsu <laughs> we did this one takedown and it, it we did this takedown that it's not a very common one in jujitsu but in wrestling it was and I haven't experienced so my training partner and I it's it's like this takedown where you do what my coach coach Takahashi rest in peace used to call a head snap and so it's like you snap the person down you grab what's called the chin strap and you circle around and then get the person in a cradle and like kind of smash them go to the side and smash them and I haven't had that done to me since high school and so my partner was doing that to me and it was like it just brought back in, in crazy high school feelings of like being smashed in this position and that was pretty intense um it was cool it was good it's a good teeth down it's effective but uh that is memories memories i'm gonna have a sip of my drink and here we are it's quiet I don't want to ramble on too much longer, but I really appreciate you, Fred. It's been a long time.
glad to be here. What else? Anything else important before we wrap it up? We have a hot tub that's uh, an inflatable one. Remember I told you hot tubs were like really important to me. I really like the water and being able to just soak in the water. Man, it'd be crazy if I went in right now. <laughs> I haven't been in by myself. I've been going in with Ethan, our little man. He's five and love him to death. The kid is non-stop, non-freaking-stop. And, like, even, you know, in the it's like we call the pool when he's in it because it's, it's, I don't have the heater on or anything, but it's just so hot that the water is, like, 90-something degrees. Oh, the freaking light. The wind sets the tree into motion, which turns on the light. It's like, dang it. And, um... But it's not calm. It's not by any means relaxing when I'm in there with him. Like he's, you know, scuba diving and diving for rings and like, oh, like we got to do the boat. Like, you know, the whole boat he made, this project. And so it's like, it's not relaxing. And <laughs> I'm trying not to be an old cranky man friend. I'm really, I am. But it's like, I am. Yeah, you know, what can I do? Like, I am. I try not to be, but it is what it is. So it's it's but it's special i i appreciate those times i really do and i am present in the moment i appreciate it and i'm thankful for it so i'm not complaining mind you i'm just i'm also just an old cranky man who wants it to be calm and this might be this is my calm time like everybody else is asleep i'm alone i'm sharing my thoughts with you if you're still here listening after all this like you're freaking gem friend like who does that <laughs> you do you're amazing i appreciate you because it's i'm reading also how to win friends and influence people which i've read before on several occasions but I'm, here i'm reading it again you know it's my mom's book she used to read a lot of self-help books and i actually found a second copy in it I, so she had two copies of the book but i'm rereading that and um one of the things is like you know, if you want to win friends, first remember their name, say their name, use their name. The moon's actually getting lower in the sky, which is interesting. Um, and then you listen intently because most people don't listen. They're waiting to speak, right? And you talk about things or ask them about things even better that they are interested in, Right? figure out what they're interested in ask them let them talk about it and you listen and they actually like you and think you're awesome and a great conversationalist and that is true in my experience as a professional who has spoken to thousands tens of thousands probably done over well over a hundred thousand calls in my life as a professional salesperson and marketer that is true the people like to talk about what they like to talk about right and if you're good at listening and and I'm not just saying like you're like faking it. You know, you're really li like listen with the true intention of not just jumping in with your own things you want to say. That that true ability to listen with real intent and genuine interest is one of the most powerful skills you could develop, right? And that's why I feel like people and I'm biased but I'm gonna say it anyway people listen to this podcast like you're a freaking gem right because I don't say this to nor the stuff I share here I don't share in regular real life generally speaking 
maybe bits and pieces here or there, but very rarely because this is my deepest, darkest, not darkest, but my thoughts that I'm, I'm talking to myself. I'm out here by myself in the middle of the night talking into a microphone. Who knows if anybody's listening? I mean, I know now that people are listening. I know because I can track it, but I've been doing this for a number of years. And when I started, nobody was listening and the freaking light pops on. I think I'm going to go into the pool slash hot tub. It's inflatable. It's small. So this isn't our forever home. Elena wants to move. She's wanted to move since we got here in a sense. We called this the good place when we first got here because it's like, have you seen that show, The Good Place? Like, we loved that show. We watched all of it. I think it was really brilliant, funny, cute. Like, it's a good show, you know, clean for the most part. I don't think they cut on. They don't cuss. huh? <laughs> And if you watch it, you'll see why. It's really good. It's clever. I, I enjoyed it. Elaine and I loved it. We binged it while we when we first moved here. And we're like, this is the good place. We found the good place. And then she went through the darkness. And that's part of life, too. We, she fell back into the darkness. She'd been in the darkness, what I call the darkness. When we were in San Diego, it got really dark. It got really bad on a lot of levels. And that was one of the reasons we had to get out of there. It was literally, in my opinion, life or death. For her and i had to prepare for that because i've been through that before in 2014 and as much as i've learned to be an optimist in my life i haven't always been friend i wasn't always but that's something i learned back in the early or late 90s how to be an optimist how to create my reality how to work with reality and perspective and shift it and all that good stuff and but it but the but it only goes so far in a sense, right? Like I can I can fake it to make it, but there's also the physical three D reality and there's a you could be one one could be out of touch with that. And that's what we would call a, th- a crazy person from the perspective of being in the three D reality, grounded in that perspective. Right? We could look at somebody who's living in some other perspective and say that person's out of touch. They're crazy. They're um, yeah, multiple personalities, schizophrenic, right, or whatever, or crazy. So there's that. So for me, experiencing what I went through in 2014 with her health, mental health, and and physical health, and all of that, certain things became very physically and very real within that reality. I had to face them, and they were not pleasant things. And I could fake it only so far before it was like i can't fake it anymore right like these are real things that i have to address in my in my life in my reality and possibilities and 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 um uh directions i guess it's not quite the word but um the directions of things going and potential realities that could play out and they were not pleasant and they were not optimal for me from my perspective at that time but having survived them and become stronger because of them it put me in a position where on the one hand yes it was traumatic and it affected me deeply and I carry those scars to this day and I am stronger because of those things and I plan my life in a way that is built on the foundation of one who has survived those 
circumstances and plan accordingly and live and let live and am not attached to the extent that I can be and appreciative more because of those things and moved out of state halfway across the country to a place I know no one because of those experiences and the the freaking word dude I keep wanting to say (gasps) what the fuck is that sorry oh I cussed what the heck was that that was big Ooh, gave me chills bobs after it light came on Dang it, that was scary. Sorry, friend, I didn't mean to cuss. It scared me. I was deep in, <laughs> deep in it, and then something here in the physical came through in the back. Back. It's probably just a raccoon or a freaking bunny or whatever. Bob's over there. His tail's up. Ooh. Okay. Sorry. That that scared me. Projection's not the word. Direction, projection. Hmm. I don't know, friend. Um. Where was I going? Got lost in it. Oh. Well. <sighs> Just take a moment, Winston. Come back. Hang on. was that huh there's a little bird chirping all of a sudden sending us letting us know and everyone know what's up (sighs) startling huh mom what was that did you see it okay um yeah friend energy shifted for a moment there trees are breezing Hmm. (sighs) yeah oh well yeah, some of the the in 2014 where I was, it was a very lonely, very lonely, very challenging experience. And very scary. And when we came out the other side, I had this one dream during that time. Very intense dream. I've had a lot of dreams over the years throughout my life of the ocean and great floods and tsunamis. A lot of tsunami dreams over the years. And one of the things that was great with weed was I did not have dreams. (laughs) And for someone like myself who had had many, many nightmares it was a relief to not have dreams to be able to just go to sleep and not have 
nightmares, right? Sleep through the night, wake up, not remember anything. Um, and, but when I did have these dreams, these tsunami dreams, like oftentimes I would be trying to surf. I'd be out in the surf, but the, and I'd be trying to catch these waves, but I couldn't paddle fast enough because the wave was too big. It was too fast. And then this one particular time in 2014, I had a tsunami dream and I was so Bradley we you know Bradley was like two and Elena was Elena was dying she was like in a really bad spot she was in intense pain incredible pain excruciating pain every day all day every day and she then was put on these intense painkillers and they were strongest drugs that could be given and they're very addictive and dangerous and she was just hanging on by a thread right because at a certain point it's like if, if one is in pain intense crazy pain all day every day and it just keeps going and going and there's no end in sight at what point do you just say you know what like i'm done right you know and seeing somebody in that state is heartbreaking and it's like at some point you just got to be okay with letting them go if that's what they choose, right? Supporting them in that. And that's where we were. Excuse me. And and I had a two-year-old. <laughs> and I was like trying to just keep it all together. And I'm not the one that like manages paying bills or, you know, these 3D timeline type stuff, linear timeline stuff. It's like... I'm the space case. I'm the creative big picture guy, but like to bring it down into the ground level 3D type of Bob, just freaking chill, boy. Gonna go trigger the darn light again. Um, oh, you know, he did. It was very hard and scary. And And so I had, as a certain, after it had been going on for months and months, and it was like, dude, this is real. Like, I couldn't positive think my way out of it, right? And that was kind of a hard thing to deal with because I had gotten pretty good at positive thinking and being able to manipulate my perception of reality and create my own reality and all that good stuff that, that we talk about and, like, so much positive this and that and whatever and it's like sometimes you just got to acknowledge the reality of, of things that are beyond your control one's control not yours friend necessarily right um and there's this saying in aa where it's like and i'm gonna just paraphrase but it's like dear god or whatever like higher power thank you for telling me showing me Forgive me the wisdom to recognize the things that I can change for letting go of the things that I can't change and the wisdom to know the difference. And that one really resonates with me because it was like at a certain point I had to recognize like this is beyond anything I can do anything about. And this is, you know, I only have so much control, so much power that I can do. And at a certain point, I have to recognize this is beyond my control and I have to be okay with that. And I have to be preparing for the reality of the aftermath or the uh, circumstances, the effects, the uh, consequences, let's say, of these things, right? 
and that was a very harsh and scary reality. It's very lonely for a number of reasons. And that, you know, and that changed the course of my life for real, friend, for real. And moving to Texas has a lot of layers and a lot of levels to it. And Elena was kind of back in the same space, in a sense. And it put me in a position... There's a lot of levels. There's a lot of levels. It put me in a position where it's like, heaven forbid, it gets as dark and deep as it had, and it was well on its way. I have to be prepared to raise two kids on my own, and where do I stand the best odds of doing that in the most positive and healthy environment that I can figure out and believe it or not friend from my perspective even though I had my family in San Diego having gone through the experience of 2014 for a full year the conclusion I came to was that I would be safer and my kids would be safer and healthier if I had to raise them on my own me Winston a single man who has a very good skill sets in certain things and very not good skill sets in other things that are vitally important to 3D living in this planet on this earth at this time and day and age, I would perhaps in all likelihood stand a better chance of survival and optimal health and wellness for my children moving halfway across this, the country into a place I've never seen or been before in my life and starting fresh and new and without a job and going for it. Is that insane? It is what it is. It is what it is. That's the reality I chose. That's what I went for. And here we are. And thank you, goodness, I will say God for me. Thank you, God, that it has worked out. And it be, was the best move we could have made. It was pure faith, right? And Elena found a great chiropractor who got her back in place, a great dentist who was able to help her teeth and jaw. Uh, her hand and pains and all that got away. Her other situations all got taken care of in alignment after months and months of... <sighs> other challenges that we won't get into here but it it is but here we are we're we're good we're solid and it has been a long intense crazy ride and such is life yes all right it's late think I am gonna hop in the freaking water here because I have it because I did the chemicals today it is situated it is ready for me to go because I have to use the restroom again because I've been podcasting for I don't know how long but it's probably been a long time if you're still here listening you are amazing I hope that some of this resonated with you and gives you some kind of something awesome in your life I'm excited to launch the new website soon and the TV show and just to put out another podcast episode, which I haven't done in a long time. (sighs) Yeah, so many things. I've been talking a long time. 
you're awesome, friend. I hope that your life is going good right now, wherever you are, whatever time you are in. When you hear this episode, it is the right time for you. And I hope that this brings you peace and or happiness and or awesomeness and or clarity and or joy and all the best. Thank you. Namaste. Before I do my cool sign off, I gotta make sure I can actually turn off this episode. Dang, an hour and 23 minutes. I don't know if this is the longest episode I've ever done, but definitely the longest I've done in a very long time. All right, friend, you are awesome. Thank you so much. Take care. And until next time, my friend, be flowing. Well, thanks for listening to another episode. And if you would like to hear your commercial at the beginning or end of this podcast, go ahead and send me an email, winston at finderflow.com, and I'll get back to you as quick as I can. Thanks for listening, friend, and until next time, be flowing.